I want to invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word. It's the same passage that we looked at last week. It's in James chapter 3. I'll begin in 13 through 18, and I can't really imagine a more applicable reality to what we have just heard than what James calls us to as he is being carried along by the Holy Spirit. I'll begin at verse 13 of James 3. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. The title of my sermon today is Wisdom for Life. It's taken from what we looked at last week. If you weren't here, you might want to go back and listen to that. I identified straight from the text that there are two types of wisdom. There is a wisdom from above. That wisdom is described in its character by humility and good works. It's in us. Wisdom is in us because Christ is in us and it comes out. So there's wisdom from above and then there's wisdom from below. And wisdom from below is, is motivated out of envy and jealousy and selfishness, selfish ambition. And it's characterized at its roots as being earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Every flower that's represented here is a representation of a person who was in the midst of making a decision. The decision that they were making caused them to seek wisdom. And I want you to, for a moment, enter in to the mind of a woman who's pregnant and doesn't want to be. Now, I want to be very, very tender because in a, a congregation, in a sanctuary with this many people, there are people here who have had that experience. And I'm going to talk about that near the end even more. Women get pregnant who don't want to get pregnant. And when they get pregnant and they don't want to be pregnant... Fear, shame, anger, confusion, it all surrounds them. They often feel very lonely and isolated, and they begin to seek wisdom. In your mind, you probably have an idea of, of what that might look like, who those women are, but I want to tell you, your, your, your description's probably very small. These are women of all ages. Some are religious, some are not. It's the high school girl, it's the college girl, 
They get pregnant and they don't want anyone to know. It's non-Christians and it's Christians. And what's being woven together in the secrecy of their womb, they want to keep a secret. And they want it to be kept a secret so bad that as they seek wisdom, they often find wisdom from people who will say there is a way to keep it a secret forever. And that wisdom is from below. And it's earthly. And it's unspiritual. And it's demonic. It's from the devil. And that counsel is available. It's rampant. But those young girls feel so afraid. But there's women also who aren't in high school or college anymore, but they're in their young 20s and, or 30s and their career is launching and they're, they have a life that's rich and they've made some decisions that aren't good and now they're pregnant and they don't want this baby. They don't want it to interfere with the direction of their life. And so they seek wisdom. And there's wisdom that says there's a way to just have a temporary delay to that life. Not nine months, just a little procedure and recovery. But you're going to be okay. And that wisdom is readily available. It's everywhere. And there's moms who've already given birth to one or two or three. And now they're pregnant again and they don't want to be. Can't imagine doing this again. Their family's too big already. And so they find themselves maybe thinking unthinkable thoughts, things that they never thought they could think before. And so they seek counsel. And the counsel they seek could be unspiritual and earthly and demonic. I want to give you three categories this morning as we talk about this. Here they are. First, wisdom for the choice. Second, wisdom for the church. And lastly, wisdom for the past. Wisdom for the choice. When a mom is sitting in that waiting room, and when someone like Mary Jo opens the door, there is a type of wisdom that is going to come. First, a woman has to choose to go to a place like that, even to receive counsel, or, or to receive counsel somewhere. Sometimes that's just on the internet. And sometimes that's to the father, or to the parents, that woman's mom or dad, or a friend. And suddenly, that which has been a secret is, is out and exposed. And that means it can actually expose the family. And there is where counsel can be given that is actually from above. Godly counsel. It's counsel that's framed in humility and selflessness. It's amazing. It's counsel, it's wisdom that can be described as, as being gentle, peaceable, pure, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial and sincere. It's there, that heavenly Counsel, that heavenly wisdom from above is there. It is available. And they can hear it. As long as ministries like Thrive exist, they can hear it. As long as Christians will stand up and make themselves available, they can hear it. 
But there is the other wisdom, earthly, unspiritual, demonic. And that counsel is so readily available. It's wisdom for the choice. And so a woman, either alone or with the counsel from others, is in a moment of making a decision. What will the decision be? Will it be based in selfishness? Fear, or will it be based in the wisdom from above, which is layered in humility and sacrifice and selflessness? Now, this is interesting. While humility is a trait of wisdom from above, it is often the fear of humiliation that causes us to seek wisdom from below. If my friends knew, if my parents' friends knew, if I suddenly am walking on this earth and it's obvious that I'm praying. And so the fear of that humiliation or the humiliation of a family causes them to trust in wisdom that is from below. And it's earthly and it's unspiritual. And do you hear what James says? It's demonic. It's demonic because its goal is death. It's demonic because its goal is destruction. It's demonic because it's given by the deceiver who is giving wisdom that says, this is what will bring you life. Abort the child and you will live. You'll live the life you want to live. In June of 2013, Pope Francis in a homily said this, the living God, in this moment of choice, the living God is replaced by fleeting human idols which offer the intoxication of a flash of freedom. But in the end, ring new forms of slavery and death. The wisdom from below. James tells us, brings disorder and every vile practice. God who made us has given us wisdom for life. God who made us has given us wisdom for the choice. The wisdom is there for people to hear it, to take it to trust it. Both wisdom from below and wisdom from above. The wisdom for the choice and the right choice is available to us. We must constantly remind people of that. Secondly, wisdom for the church. As a church and, and people in the church, you know where we stand on the issue. That's not clear. But what might not be as clear is how we stand. How we stand for life. You see, when we think about how we as individuals could be involved in this, this 
evil practices taking place and fighting against it, when we think about how we might be involved, we actually can also seek wisdom from above and wisdom from below. Here's what wisdom from below, which is earthly, unspiritual, demonic, sounds like. The problem is going to always exist. Your engagement against the issue, your involvement for life, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Because the numbers are staggering, aren't they? Wisdom from below, which is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic, says it's not going to matter. It matters. Every life matters. Wisdom from below. It says that's what someone else is called to. And indeed, there are people that are called, like Mary, Mary Jo. But we are all called to engage against this evil with wisdom from above. The enemy wants us to think the battle is over. We'll never really see a new light. It's not true. Because we serve the victorious, all-glorious king who's not finished. So we should continue to fight. The wisdom from below says it's somebody else's deal. I'm going to do other things. It's, it's not true. We should all seek to be engaged. So what does wisdom from above sound like? It's humility. And it's the good works that are in us because we're abiding in Jesus. What does it look like? It looks like this. When someone like Mary Joe stands up, when we have this incredible opportunity to, to hear a woman say, this is what God is doing through this ministry of Thrive. When Mary Jane is, is here to tell us about the ministry of Thrive, and somebody says, we need volunteers, we don't, we don't want to be motivated out of guilt. That's actually earthly and unspiritual and demonic. We want to be motivated out of love. Love for God first that says, Lord, I'm seeking your wisdom. Is there any specific way you want me to be involved? You know, God, he so honors those prayers. Later today, not right now, I don't even want you to look at it right now, there's a profound story on the back. And this sweet woman who tells her story, Chinoa, talks about a moment when she was being prayed for in the clinic. Every one of us can pray. Be honest with yourself. How often are you praying for the wisdom for life, for women, and the men who are in this with them? How often are you praying boldly for decisions to be reversed? Not only at the political and legal level, but also in those rooms where women are about to do the unthinkable. We need to pray, and prayer is powerful. Pray boldly, pray dependently. Ask God to put that burden on your heart and pray 
If you don't feel led to be a part of a ministry like that, specifically by going and volunteering and, and studying, then pray for other ways to be involved. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's making donations. But God's calling his church to have his wisdom. And his wisdom is for life. Don't let guilt motivate you. It's earthly, unspiritual, and it is demonic. Last thing. Wisdom for the choice. Wisdom for the church. And now wisdom for the past. If at some point in your past you made the choice that is earthly and unspiritual and demonic, if at some point in the past you paid for someone to make that choice, if in the past you gave counsel to someone, even though you both profess faith in Jesus, to make that earthly, unspiritual, and demonic choice, I want you to hear something. In Christ, you are forgiven. I know it hurts. And I know you don't want to deal with that pain. But the wisdom you received from below, which is earthly, and unspiritual and demonic was given to you by the one who wants you to stay enslaved. And though he promised you life in that decision, the moment you made that decision, he then cast shame on you. And likely you think God can forgive everybody else, but he can't forgive me. That's not true. Wisdom from below, as it relates to your past, to all of our past, wisdom from below is unspiritual, it's earthly, and it's demonic, and it's centered on keeping you in shame, guilt, and self-hatred. Wisdom from above is centered on grace. Forgiveness, selflessness, and humility. And this is what that means. Mary and Joseph were planning a life together. An angel spoke to Mary, and an angel spoke to Joseph and told them that they were going to have a child, though they had never had sex. It's a miracle. 
It makes no sense. It's humiliating, though, because people are noticing and people are going to talk. But they sought wisdom from above. Wisdom from above is layered in humility. It's layered in good works. And this child was born in the most humble way. Wisdom for life came to this earth. Wisdom in the form of a person. Wisdom. The person's Christ Jesus. And he walked upon this earth in humility. And he went all the way to the, the skull, the hill, and he died on that, that hill in the, the most inhumane and humble way. Why? So that all the sin of the world could be paid for by his one act of sacrifice on the cross. That love, that humility, that mercy, that grace was done by the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit so that you could believe in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins, all of your sins, all of the sins past. And it's for you right now and for forever. Wisdom from below says it's not. Or wisdom from below says it's not enough. But it is. It's perfect. So I want to invite you, if that's your story, to tell someone that loves Jesus Christ so that you can walk through this life hearing the true wisdom from above that you are loved in Christ perfectly. Your choice motivated by wisdom from below does not keep you from receiving this wisdom from above. Every one of us as sinners need this wisdom from above. Not just to make decisions here and there. We need Jesus Christ who is this wisdom to forgive us from our sins. And he does it by grace and grace alone. If you need help, it's here. Come. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Every person here is touched by the reality of this evil. Some in very specific ways, other in ways that is not as tangible. But it's very real and its impact is upon us all. And we want, Lord Jesus, to offer this world this incredible wisdom from above. Call us 
not lured from guilt and shame, not motivated by that, but by love for you, by truly hearing you. Let us not walk in the wisdom of the world, Lord, but let us walk with heavenly wisdom. Engage us, O Lord, for the sake of your gospel. Transform us by the good news of Jesus. And even as we close in singing about your amazing grace, let us be present for a few more moments just to think deeply of your love for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.